0: Hi there, I'm James Dapache, and this is Coffee and a Case Note. Team, today we are going to talk about a company. And it's a company that was incorporated in the 1970s by mum and dad. And mum and dad kicked off as its shareholders. Now, uh, mum and dad had two sons. And as time passed, uh, son one and son two became directors of the company. They also became shareholders. Now, what the company did was it owned some property uh, on its own account, and it also owned some property as trustee of the family, trust of the family. Now, it comes to about 10 years ago, uh, mum retires as director. And uh, from that time, we just have son one and son two as directors. And then come 2018, Sun 2 retires as director, although remains shareholder. And we just have Sun 1 as the sole director of the company. Now, let me tell you a couple of things about the shares in the company. As at 2018, um, there are Class A shares. And those Class A shares allow the shareholders of those shares to vote at meetings, right, to exert some control about the way the company goes. It's not merely an ownership stake, it's a voting right. Time passes. In 2019, Mum dies. Uh, Son one and son two can't agree on how the estate should be administered, and so the court appoints an administrator to Mum's estate. The administrator does what you and I might think of as an executor's task. So calls in all the assets of the deceased estate, distributes them out, and we actually have a copy of mum's will. So it's not administered as an intestate estate, uh, it's administered pursuant to letters of administration. So there's a will there that mum has and the administrator is doing his best uh, to call in the assets and then distribute them out. So what are those assets? Well, among them, are nine Class A shares in the company we were talking about before. And so what the administrator does is write to Sun One. Sun One, as you might remember, is the sole remaining director of the company. And what the administrator does is write in the sort of correct and appropriate way the court finds um, a direction, uh, an instrument of transfer, pursuant to the Corporations Act to say, hello, I'm the administrator. Uh, here is the court document, the letters of administration, showing I've been properly appointed. Could you please transfer mum's shares to me in my capacity as administrator? Now, uh, San one does not do that. And the share transfer to the administrator uh, in his capacity as administrator of mum's estate is not made. And the administrator sends about five letters in total trying to apply some pressure to this director to say, come on register this share transfer, the director doesn't do it. Now, just as a little Easter egg for later, in those letters, what the administrator causes his lawyers to say is, register these shares, if you don't, we are going to go to court and make an application for you to transfer them to the administrator and we are going to seek an order that you pay the administrator's legal costs on the indemnity basis. We'll come to what that means later so in essence we've got these scary letters from the administrator saying come on then transfer these shares and the director doesn't do it time passes and the uh who am i talking about i'm talking about the son <laughs> the first son the director what he also does is cause some additional shares to be issued in the company and allotted to himself and he causes a transfer to be made of mum's nine shares to himself so takes Mum's shares uh, and he uh, issues and allots to himself some additional shares as well well shortly after this the administrator commences legal proceedings and the reason uh, he does is to seek broadly speaking two sorts of relief Uh, one to get the shares that form part of mum's estate properly transferred to him as administrator and two, to sort of correct or unwind the issuing and allotment of those additional shares. Now, uh, in very, very short uh, 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 point, uh, he succeeds and he succeeds in getting the share registry corrected for the transfer of the nine shares to him and those orders are appropriately made. Regarding the issue and allotment of those additional shares, the court sort of works through it, and um, obviously it would have been appropriate to issue and allot those shares if all of the members, which is to say all of the shareholders, agreed, which they did not. So that was not appropriate. So the court initially raises the question of, well, was this a breach of director's duties in causing these additional shares to be issued and allotted? Well, the court says that question doesn't actually arise because since 2018, the company has been operating with one director. And if the company's operating with one director, it's actually not appropriately constituted. And that single director has very few powers aside from trying to get another director appointed. And so the director, the first sum, didn't actually have the power to issue and allot those additional shares. And so the allotment and issue is void and of no effect. And so the administrator essentially gets what he comes for, the shares and the correction of that improper allotment and issue. Can I refresh your memory on what the administrator got his lawyers to say in those letters? He said, hey, if you don't transfer these shares, we're going to chase you for indemnity costs. Now, an order for indemnity costs is an order where the person who is the subject of the costs order has to indemnify the beneficiary of the cost order for the legal fees they've spent, right? And indemnity costs is a higher standard than ordinary costs. And so there's a degree of rarity in the making of an indemnity costs order. And the reason a court will tend to order indemnity costs is that the court will say the conduct of the litigation itself was unreasonable. It's not that the behavior that led to the litigation was unreasonable, you know, the mean thing that someone is suing about, that doesn't matter in relation to indemnity costs. It's if the conduct of the actual litigation was unreasonable. Now, um, the court had a look at the conduct of uh, son one who tried to seize control of the company by allotting these additional shares and taking control of mum's shares uh, and said, well, that is conduct from before the litigation commenced. Uh, And so, broadly speaking, there's a hint that it will not be relevant to an indemnity costs order, but the court then dives into it a little deeper. The court notes that the administrator warned about the indemnity costs order. Uh, The court notes that the defence that Sun 1 put on had no prospects and was hopeless. And the court says, well, there's no reason why the administrator's legal costs should be visited on mum's estate. And so... Uh, in an interesting and engaging for us um, move, the court orders that indeed Sun One does have to pay the administrator's costs on the indemnity basis. So I hope that adventure uh, in relation to the transfer of some shares, uh, the issue and allotment of some additional shares and an indemnity costs order was of value to you and I'll look forward to chatting again soon over another coffee and in respect of another case note. Cheers.